you know when you pass when you scroll through like a post and it's like wow damn that's really bad next and then it's yeah, like yeah, Kylie yeah, Jenner yeah, yeah. Dude. what on earth is up you guys welcome back to another episode of our podcast where we will continue to light up your night um <laughs> see what I did there I'm so sorry anyways we're your hosts Stellan Carlos and today we're accompanied by Mima and Zara from Green Scheme um, guys, say hi. Hi, yes. Hello. Yep, and today they will be joining us this episode to tackle conversations of sociology, technology, and political economy in terms of climate change denial while we review the intriguing movie, Don't Look Up. Sounds very technical, I know, but trust me, it's worth the listen. So without further ado, let's get right into this episode. All right, um, so Mima, Zara, before we delve into our topic of climate denial, uh, why don't you guys tell us a bit about yourselves and Green Scheme? Okay, so hi guys, I'm Mima. As I've mentioned before, I'm the head of the videography department in Green Scheme. Basically, it's a youth-led organization which aims to spread awareness on um, sustainable waste management and all things related to the environment and Zara. I am Zara. I'm one of the content writers in Green Scheme. So if you go ahead and look at our Instagram, I probably write posts there. And my aim is to spread awareness about what's happening in the world about climate change. Yeah, it's so great having you guys here. Thank you so much. Um, actually, guys, if you haven't checked it out already, we have an IGTV up on um, our page as well as Green Scheme's page where we do like a little reaction commentary on the movie. Like if you haven't seen that yet, please go check it out. It's it's very, uh, <laughs> it, it's like, you know, you'll have fun watching it, trust. Um, it's definitely a much more co- casual conversation. And I think it like acts as a pretty nice intro to our episode today. Um, so before we go into anything, let's do a bit of a summary for this movie, Don't Look Up. Oh, by the way, um, spoiler alert, obviously, we recommend you to watch the movie first. So we're going to give you the chance to pause this episode in three, two, one, pause. Okay, so in this case, you've already watched it. Then uh, maybe a summary might help refresh stuff. Don't Look Up is a satire towards government, political, and media indifference towards climate crisis. It tells about Kate DiBiaschi, played by Jennifer Lawrence, and Professor Mindy, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, who discovered a comet that is heading straight towards Earth. Assisted by Dr. Oglethorpe, they first tried to talk about it to the President of the United States, but they were met with apathy as the president didn't really, I guess, uh, care about it. So then they decided to leak the news to the media and they do so on a morning show, which you know is a bad idea. As Kate was turned into a meme and the news of the comet itself received little to no attention. In fact, the director of NASA denied the threat. Um, It was later discovered that the director of NASA herself was a top donor towards the president and had little to no background in astronomy. However, the president was later involved in a sex scandal, which prompted her to approve a mission to nuke the comet in order to divert the people's attention from her controversy. Uh, By the way, there was this one character, Peter Isherwell, the CEO of a mobile phone company called Bash Cellular, who was also another top donor towards the president, um, he abruptly convinced the president to abort the mission after discovering that the comet contains trillions of dollars worth of rare elements. The White House then agrees to commercially exploit the comet, 
by exploding it into tinier parts and letting them hit Earth. This scheme, of course, takes a lot of time to prepare, but most importantly, has not undergone a peer review, which is basically an evaluation by one or more people in the same field of expertise as the one who created the plan. Of course, this frustrates the professor, Kate, and Dr. Oglethorpe. As the comet eventually begins to be visible from Earth, the country was divided into two, those who believed in humanity's extinction by the comet and those who don't. Our three main characters were among the ones in the first group, the Just Look Up group, while the president and basically the entire administration were part of the latter group, the Don't Look Up group. When other countries criticized the U.S. government for canceling their action of nuking the comet, a few of them, I think it was China, Russia, and one more, uh, decided to take the matter into their own hands with a similar mission, which inadvertently failed. Um, and as the comet comes dangerously close to Earth, only then the U.S. government finally launched the mission to explode the comet into tinier pieces. Um, however, this sadly failed and... The comet hit Earth and humanity is wiped out from existence. The end. I think a lot of people, like I think uh, the director Adam McKay has said that this movie was an allegory for climate change and climate change denial, uh, which is basically the rejection of the idea that changes in the Earth's climate or weather patterns are caused by human activity, which, uh, oh my God, like, mm, I think it's kind of hard to disprove that <laughs> at this point like it's kind of clear you know it's like by human activity um and so that kind of like goes into why we're discussing this topic today and why we're reviewing this movie because you know we feel that a lot of people especially in this uh generation like with the current climate situation in social terms it's clear that like climate change denial has not really decreased over the years you know and so this movie would kind of acts as like a really interesting commentary on that. And it gives us a chance to like spread awareness on the issue and how we could possibly tackle this issue by maybe discussing the nuances of the problem as well as the solutions that we could take to hopefully decrease the amount of denial that we have around climate change because y'all, it really is happening. Like it really is out there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah right? Like. <laughs> You guys like literally but yeah so with that uh, we'll be splitting this episode into three sections um so that'll be sociology and culture technology and political economy so first let's talk about sociology and culture uh so sociology is kind of like the study of social life social change you know and the social causes and consequences of human behavior um and culture and soci sociology uh the in context of what we're talking today is about like the human elements beyond biology. So it's like your norms, your values, you know, the stories we tell, our behavior, right? Um, religious belief, you know, basically all that fun uh, human social stuff. And so in terms of climate denial, uh, what we will be discussing today is kind of the way people are wired to take in the news of climate change and how each person's individual ideologies may influence their response to climate change as well, which is like really interesting actually, um, because have you guys like ever seen somebody like who, for example, their ideology like can get in the way of them believing that climate change is real or like that it's happening? Like, have you guys like ever met anybody like that? Yeah, 
Totally. I think it re- there are many different factors, political, cultural, whatever you want to call it. I think it's like a very interesting discussion that we brought up because um, coincidentally, in psychology, me and Zara, um, probably you guys know about like conformity. Um, we're still like getting to it. We haven't really dove right into it. But I think when it comes to like big issues like this, people tend to not really know where to sit and they tend to conform to like a specific argument or viewpoint of it, which is why, you know, there are many, that's why many of these issues create a lot of division in our society. And that's why a lot of people are not really brave enough to like stick out of the crowd and say what they truly think, you know. Yeah, yeah, I could like totally, I, f- I feel like that's like kind of true, like in a sense, you know, especially with, um, I don't know, guys, I don't know if you guys like ever read uh, about like social inertia that is like associated with tackling climate change. But like, that's a really interesting point, you know, like, according to Robert J. Brule and Carrie Mary Norgard from like the Institutes of Brown and Oregon, which, wow, um, climate change apparently constitutes like this potential cultural trauma. And that's why a lot of people don't really want to acknowledge that like it exists Mm. you know like um the apparently like the threat of this cultural trauma from acknowledging that like climate change you know like something really big is happening to the earth um is met with resistance and attempts to restore and maintain the status quo to avoid large-scale changes um because they want to avoid this um this feeling that like you know something big is happening like something big is like changing in the world uh, apparently and like yeah and this results in like social inertia regarding climate change at like individual institutional and societal levels basically meaning like people are so scared of active change that like nobody does anything but by cultural trauma do you like do you mean by like people are scared that it's gonna like change you know yeah like like the it's kind of it's kind of odd when you think about it yeah because like why um you know i feel like people know that the world is changing right the world is like constantly progressing but still like um apparently people can be like really really scared that the the climate change is happening basically that like the world is like this like basically being destroyed i mean i can't blame them because like that scared me too you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. I'd be terrified. I, I actually feel like what people are scared of is like, okay, you know the plastic debate? It like people are scared that the normal that they are now will be changed. Like they're comfortable with how their life is now. Yeah. Especially in Jakarta, they're comfortable with having private cars. They're comfortable with going out and not having to bring a reusable bag. Like it doesn't even have to be like a big thing. And most most the most things that they're scared of is like they don't want their daily lives to be harder than it has to be. Mm-hmm. So people are like, mm, does climate change exist though? Just because it's inconvenient for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like people really like are scared of active like change. Like, like you said, like even the littlest, which again, like, I mean, makes total sense, you know? Um, and I don't know guys, like, <laughs> Like what, like in your opinion, like, would you, what are your like thoughts? Like what, how would you feel, you know, if something big were to happen, like. Like a comet? 
or <laughs> like the comment no like like yeah like like the comment i mean like the comment obviously you know how terrified like people would be like if there was an actual comment like i don't know about you guys but like i'd be i would, I'd be a bit, I would try, pray I'd yeah try to, like take time to actually believe it first yeah same see same see but yeah for real but like apparently because of all this like uh social inertia like other than like climate anxiety and like opposing ideologies this climate change inertia can also center on what this sociologist called Bulkley, he would call it an information deficit hypothesis, which basically means if people only knew, they would act. Like, like apparently like studies have shown that, um, studies have suggested that if people only knew about climate change and if people only knew about like the true extent of damage that climate change has um, done upon the world, then they would make active change. I don't know though. Like, um, I guess that could apply for some people, but yeah, there are some people who are actually educated about it, but still don't really make action because, like, what you guys mentioned before, they're too comfortable with with like where they are, and with like so much change, they feel like they'll lose that control because they feel like, you know, they're gonna be changing themselves and they're gonna feel powerless. So. Yeah, I don't know. it could apply to some people. I mean, for sure, but I don't I don't know. Like especially in terms of the movie, right? Let's take in like some of the movie scenes. Like for example that um oh that that morning show with Kate Dibiaski, like when she was trying to um, oh, that one. <laughs> convey, yeah, convey the severity of the comet she's found, right? Like she told people about like the comet and she told um the public about how it is for sure 100% going to kill them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and she was just turned into a meme, right? So, yeah. I mean, in context of the movie and also real life, I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like just because people know, like they don't act, like Zara said, like it's it's like because like they're afraid of that like change, they might not want to act upon this certain knowledge that they've like come across, you know? Totally. I think, um, like, in terms of climate change, there's no way... I, people know how bad it is. It's not that people don't know. Yeah. Like, people aren't dumb. They don't care enough. Because they don't want it to, like, disturb whatever they have going on, you know? Yeah, it's like, do you really want to know? Like, honestly, like, do you, do you really want to know, like, the sense And, like, you want to, like, like, change it, you know? In my opinion, it's like the feeling of procrastinating on a school assignment like you know it's there and you just want to put it off yeah, and- yeah. actually that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's totally true yeah yeah Every time there comes a pervading thought about it you just like your body kind of you know goes to that mild anxiety or panic attack but like at the end when it gets finished like we're off to the next one we could be off solving another global issue like i'm not saying fighting climate change brings a pause towards other international problems that's quite impossible because like I think it's all interconnected. Like climate change is affecting us all, even the rich or ignorant who don't even acknowledge it as a reality. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you're definitely right. Like, oh, like that, um, that, do you guys remember that big clock that they opened in like, uh, uh, where was it? I don't know, like somebody posted on Instagram, like this artist's work of like this big clock that just counted down the years that we had left to do any active like change towards um opposing like climate change do you guys remember that wait what's the big clock called like does it have a name 
Um, I think it was like the climate clock or something, but it was like such a huge thing. I think back in like 2020 or 2021, um, there was like these big, big numbers that just basically counted down. Oh, like, to the- okay. It's the one like you remember that? the building, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were like using it to, um, I think it was like a fear mongering tactic. According to the artists, yeah, it was like a, what's it called? A statement art, right? But But I think like, that that clock like it really emphasized like the situation right of like how many years we had left but still like like even as people knew like nobody really cared i don't know i didn't really care i've got i've got to be honest like when i saw that clock i was like whoa like okay but, like seeing that clock it kind of like makes you think that damn it's actually a big deal you know quite yeah it, yeah that's true like it is a big deal but then Like after that clock, what happened? You know what I mean? Like nobody really did anything. It was just yeah. an art piece. No, because you guys know how like, and this is such a concern with me because I'm a content writer in Greenscape. So like <laughs> shout out. But um, you know when you pass when you scroll through like a post uh-huh. and it's like wow, damn, that's really bad. Next, and then it's like highly <gasps> yeah, yeah, generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like a very like okay, that that sounds really bad. Anyways, it's sometimes like I can't lie. Sometimes news like that is sad, which is why um, there's the morning show because people don't really care about sad news. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But like actual big sad news, like like for example, like the disturbing scenarios, you know, like of the comet, right, in the movie, like. These scenarios given by scientists are known to be difficult for people to accept, like obviously, right? Because of the climate anxiety that people feel. And I'm sure that most of the morning people and like the government and most media, most people working in media must know that, right? Like it's difficult to give out earth, what's it called? Earth shattering. <laughs> Not earth shattering because that's kind of ironic, but yeah, like earth shattering news. And I feel like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the norm, you know, now that uh, as the movie so put it, like put it so eloquently, they tend to give bad news in a like, fun light. Yeah, keep the bad news light. Yeah, keep the bad news light. What does it bring down the medicine or something? Yeah, to like yeah, um, to help you take the medicine down, like with a spoonful of sugar, mm. right? And they must know that. I feel like that's like so integrated into media and like our belief system and, you know, the way that uh, the world works when giving out bad news, especially since like provoking that climate anxiety apparently can lead to systemic avoidance of engaging um, the climate issue that we're currently going through or failing to integrate the knowledge of climate change into your daily behavior, like basically ignoring That climate change exists so you don't really incorporate like you don't really do anything to change your behavior you know like you don't really become more zero waste or more eco-friendly like all the sea turtles are dying right but and it's true that like a lot of people change to their bamboo straws or like that metal straw like i know zara you had a metal straw i remember you bringing a metal straw like to school like every day I did. I every so day <laughs> you're so committed i love that for you <laughs> but yeah like even with all that change you know there's still some people who um don't really incorporate 
change into their behavior, like they didn't change their straws, you know, they continue to use plastic straws. Of course, some of those reasons are for um, medical reasons or just like convenience reasons, but like that provocation, you know, of anxiety, like climate anxiety, I don't know, it really does much, uh, apparently, according to like socialist Gifford back in 2011. Um, it apparently like even worsens our avoidance, like in our ignorance to understanding the implications of climate change, like the true ones, you know? Um, and not only anxiety, but ideologies too. Like, I don't know if you guys, um, like, okay, for example, like, like I live in a Christian household. I don't know about like, like you guys, but <laughs> sometimes my, like my family, well, when, when I'll literally be like, y'all know, like, the cli- like climate change is like real, right? There's like all these natural disasters and, you know, the earth is constantly like heating up every year i feel like sometimes because of our belief system um at least my my household tends to say like oh it's fine like we're gonna be fine you know like the um, god will will take care of the rest or like like you know we don't have to do anything that's true it will will just be okay like because they're like they're like you know the proof is like oh all those years ago like um the ice age you know and humans like prehistoric times the human species still lives you know and so like that's totally proof that we're gonna be all fine like if we just don't do anything and it's like "Mm." (laughs) you know yeah totally um you guys ever, oh, this is, this is not me hating on religious people. I have so many religious friends. I love religious people. <laughs> no, you sound like, you sound like the, it's the like, oh my I God, swear. I'm not racist. I, I have so many black I friends. I know, I swear I love religious people. <laughs> anyway, do you know, um, like, when like a, when people die of like a natural disaster that's like affected by climate change, mm-hmm. people are like, that was God's will. And I'm like, okay but these are real life consequences of our yeah. actions it's just sort of it's it's like a almost like a well we can't help it if that's how it's gonna go it's gonna go that way and mm-hmm. it's like well we could do something to stop it you yeah know? yeah i agree like yeah and like in christianity too you know like um wait what's that was that verse don't don't put god to the test guys don't put god to the test okay <laughs> Do your <laughs> no, do your best and God will do the rest. Hallelujah. No, seriously though. Like you're not <laughs> no, seriously though. Like even even like with those ideologies, like you could say, like it was um it was the will of the universe, right? Let's say for people who are atheists or um who have a different like religion or belief, like they you could say that like, you know, is the universe like going this way? Like it's um this is how it's always meant to be. Well, don't take like what the universe gives you for granted you know like we got all this stuff like this earth is literally there like for um with all these resources and I don't know wonderful things that has like been provided for us and like like you know we're we're literally taking it for granted and like not taking care of um the resources that we were given and just saying like oh these resources are dying because uh it was the universe's will or it was God's will. Like, no, guys. But like, on. you know, but like in religion, we're also like taught to like, you know, take care of the earth because. Yeah. What, what, what does it say? Oh, wait, I forgot. Basically, yeah, we got to like take care of like the plants, the animals. And like, basically, 
basically everything you know that God has given to us. Mm-hmm. Could it be that like before this conversation, I actually didn't think about religion versus climate change as much. So that's interesting. You guys brought that up. Could it be like people think that by listening to climate activists or these scientists, they feel like they're going against their religious ideologies because they're believing in science? I don't know if that's realizing it, but hmm, I don't see like, you know, the division between religion and climate change. So opposed to it and see it as a taboo so yeah Yeah. if anything like science only um goes to support like some religious beliefs you know like the acts of like a higher um higher power i don't think god would want you know for me climate change made me think that maybe not everything happens for a reason i'm still questioning that but like yeah anyways carl you wanted to say something oh well i was trying to say that you can't you cannot really mix religion with science because like in science you understand so that you can believe while in religion you believe so that you can understand so like Mm -hmm. you know it kind of like you can't really i'm like sometimes like they're compatible but you can't really you can't really involve religion in science or science and religion yeah it's okay you just you know use use your logic i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I I totally see that like I totally see that point but I think in terms of like religion and climate change um again like don't uh what's it called like just don't take what's been given to you for granted like you um I think in many of like written documents you know of like like religious written documents right of religion again like Carol said like they've written to just take care of the earth you know and like take care of um if you're if you're in like if you're a christian or you're a catholic like take care of like god's uh god's creation. like planet basically yeah. yeah god's creation like this the same way you would um do self care like the same way you would care for yourself you have to care for the earth as well you know and so yeah ideologies like that um they really really do play into factor you know like not only not only religion yeah but also I think like political ideology, right? Like for example, in the movie, um, a lot of the people who join like the don't look up campaign, which is basically like their campaign to just don't look at the media, like just ignore the problem. (laughs) Even though the media is like literally right up there, like it's so stupid, but they're just like, don't look up, you know? And I feel like those, I feel like that was like a certain, they were clearly trying to reference a certain ideology that some people had, but I, I feel like maybe it had something to do with more like um, people not wanting to be controlled, you know, like by the, by the universe or whatever. They just like, I don't know. I feel like some political ideologies are that. It's like similar to like how people politicize vaccines and like masks and stuff. Like, yeah. in like this pandemic era. That's totally true they don't want to be controlled quite ironically though they are the ones being told like being controlled not to look up so yeah that's yeah that's that's a good point that's a really good point though like you don't maybe because like, it's just you don't like, want to be yeah it brings com- it, they don't want to be controlled unless it makes them like not have to deal with the discomfort. Yeah. Unless it's benefits them. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, which all basically leads back to like in, in terms of climate change, right? Like that's, I feel like that's kind of like similar to um, how people like really don't want to be, uh, what's that called? Quote unquote controlled to um, acknowledge uh, the change in our climate, right? And it really all like leads back to climate anxiety. Like all this, all this um, not wanting to do active change, all this like the norm of the media not giving bad news, like as bad news, it's really all going back to climate anxiety. Um, and that's like a really, I don't know, like I know climate anxiety like must be hard, right? I feel like people don't really realize that, you know, you're afraid to do something like you're afraid that like the world is changing like most people would just like brush it off because like the world is crazy right there's so many things happening on this earth that it's like whatever but actually Mima I'd like to like go back to your point of the people being controlled like like the people who didn't want to be in control are being controlled in the movie the who who's the person the Meryl Streep character right and the Jonah Hill character sorry I really don't remember their names but their characters um are like these big like president like CEO of like um the bash seller company right um, yeah that's they, a different guy that's not the son that's uh oh shoot okay but yeah basically like the people in control kind of used um like technology right like kind of use like like the the technological resources at hand to fester this like anxiety of the, the comet you know like to fester like this control over the people i don't know what do you guys think i guess like those kind of bash phones you know they 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 were so powerful that to the point that it looks like those phones are the ones controlling you you know because like mm-hmm. how fancy they are yeah and like they influence right like they like the the technology that like influence the way they responded to the comet, which is really interesting. I don't know. No, like you see how you see how like when like they did they had like this kind of drama between the singer and her boyfriend in the morning show, and right mm-hmm. after that the phones bought kind her music albums. Yeah, the, her, without like their consent. Started, like, I know, and like you know, it kind of like shows how people. I guess they trust technology so much that they basically believe everything it has to offer. Yeah, I mean, just on the basis of what you guys said, covering up like basically the, the exact concept of it, don't look up, kind of just sets up a negative perspective of technology. Like, mm-hmm. as you guys mentioned, it's development, it's growing domination over society, how companies that center on it will like sell, exploit, or do anything for profit. So, like, just as a starting point question to get things going, um, at this modern age, technology is needed to combat the substantial impacts of climate change. But as you see in Don't Look Up, it appears that technology also seems to be getting in the way of that mission. Why do you guys think that is? Sorry, Memes, you're going to have to explain it in, like, a dumber. (laughs) I'm a bit lost. both helping us but at the same time it's quite like hindering like in the context of the movie yeah or in real life also i mean technology is basically what we need well not only technology but you know it's like it's what we use to kind of like combat these like super big global issues like climate change and stuff like that but at the same time it's also kind of getting in the way of that Mm. 
Really? How so? I feel like I haven't. I I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm not like a like a tech、um, expert. Like I don't know much about technology.、Uh, <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. Maybe it's like okay. People are people. Obviously, are gonna say, "Oh, technology is gonna be the thing to save us and everything." But I think people. It kind of relates to this, but I think people sort of realize that technology is also one of the reasons why climate change is getting worse. Is it because for their? Yeah, I think like for like technological developments, like in engineering and everything, you need a lot of energy for yeah, that. Yeah, like those emissions. So it's carbon like, dioxide. And yeah, exactly. It's like a double-edged sword where、mm-hmm. the things that are helping us are also the things that are like destroying our earth. And it's also like not only like what Zara said,、um, like technology in particular, but also the people behind it, like. Obviously, as you guys mentioned, Mark Rylance's character, Peter Isherwell, he's kind of like a combination of I don't know Zuckerberg, Bezos. Like, I don't know. We can't really say, but yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you see, in like what I think one of the scenes, he was like having this TED Talk kind of thing, and like he was like promoting peace and love and anti-stress and stuff like that. But like. To be honest, he doesn't really care about anyone's health besides his own, or like his company, or like his bank account, you could say. So, like, obviously, I think from all of it,、um, the most like obvious example of this is like when he decided to cancel their、um, plan to kind of explode the comet and instead、um, exploit its materials,、mm. um, and they kind of just like. Said that it was like a job-making opportunity. Like I think his company or someone publicly stated that they were collecting the expensive material on the comet as a way to create occupations and stability for the public. When like in reality, it's just like making a bunch of people, like rich people, richer. Yeah. So you see how all of these tech companies, or I mean, like not not all of them, but how they communicate with the public and stuff. Yeah, like in the movies, like specifically, like when you said, like to they plan to like split up all the the comments, right?、Um, I was really shocked because I I I didn't think like they would choose to like split up the comment and let pieces of the comment hit Earth, and like potentially, you know, obviously not not as great as an impact of the actual big comment, but those little parts of the comment like hitting the Earth at like these random places, like they don't know whose lives are at stake, but they were like willing to throw it away. I was really shocked. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like it's not it's not worth it. Yeah,、all. like like they were willing to literally give away human lives to get what did you say? Like to to get mining. I don't know, like minerals to get like these、yeah. these minerals. I think many people today believe in like the job making prospects of like mining coal or building oil pipelines and whatever. But quite ironically, even with these supposedly occupation like you know opportunity projects, like income inequality is increasing year by year. So、mm. at the end, of it, these pro comet people. I don't know. I don't know anti vaccine and like real life or whatever. <laughs> They're kind of just supporting policies that just bring damage to their home and communities and their life, quite literally. Not to sound dramatic.、Yeah. Okay, let me let me butt in for a bit. An example of like technology improving, y'all. Okay, everyone knows like bitcoins and like NFTs, right?、Mm-hmm. Oh, like it's supposedly 
yeah it's supposedly like the new future like oh now money is gonna be through technology and it's like this whole big thing like this whole big technological advancement that people expect is gonna like change the world but that stuff is so damaging to the planet and no one cares which just shows how it's like again like what Mima said greed will always go above anything else you know Mm -hmm. and it's just so frustrating to see especially like in the movie as well so well exemplified from how again like Stella said putting human lives and the thing is that isn't even hyperbola people do that Mm -hmm. like people greed people like on the top of the food chain will make world third world countries like ours you know our workers we will we're gonna have to go mine and take up and dig up stuff to ruin our soils just for the like one person to get rich it's so infuriating to see totally it's especially interesting that you mentioned nft actually because do you guys like know the reason why it's so damaging to the climate like why it's like like people climate activists like really um look down upon nfts refresh me on that please <laughs> no because um because like okay so the the way nfts work is that they you have like these three um okay wait i don't know how to explain this in like art terms so i'm going to explain it in uh photo cards let's say right like zara you like to collect photo cards right Uh, (laughs) so like imagine okay wait so like imagine you have like these three photo cards right like you upload them right you got these three photo cards usually I um I as the seller would like sell you these three photo cards like they're literally all the same right but in nfts each photo card is unique like even though they're literally the same picture of like let's say the same um bts member or the same like exo member like it's are the same 17 member like it's lit it's literally considered each one unique photo card and the reason why it's quote-unquote unique is because they will like house these big ass computers um and like take up so much energy to make sure that each individual code is unique so whoever like buys them will like buy them and own that individual um piece of art even though it's literally the same like it looks literally the same with all these other art pieces so yeah that is so annoying <laughs> no, yeah and so it's like it's like they take up energy right they take up and en- so much energy um i think energy of like a more than um energy taken to run more than like one house or something similar to that line um to just make sure that this one tiny photo card yeah. is unique <laughs> for this one person and it's it's just it baffles me because again like why would you put your fo- I'm sorry I'm sorry I know like photo cards like really great like like Zara I know like seeing your your wow so great vlogs on photo cards like very they look great it's just it's just that like I feel like it's it's a little silly it's a little embarrassing to put art um not art to put like these little individual things, like these little codes, this code, it's not even physical. It's literally digital. Like these codes, like before the earth that we're literally living in, like that we could literally die on. Um, and maybe, you know, some people are like, oh, that's fine. Like, we'll just die then. It's like, okay. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like, have you considered that maybe 
some of us don't want to die or something like like yeah. I don't know but yeah, yeah it's just I don't know it's it's so mind-boggling that like um like governments and uh people who have the opportunity to make money will choose to make money no matter like what the consequence like especially if they have technology to do so right technology to like abuse that power over climate change like over the climate in relation to these money makers though as you say um should we go down and talk about some headlines about them some interesting ones that i found i think it was from a website um don't know if it's particularly valid but Basically, um, as Stella said, these big tech companies, they actually have a lot of like good policies that relate to climate um, activism. But uh, let's say that a lot of their actions don't really align with it. Um, so first one, there's like Amazon has a target to be net zero by 2040 and to power its operations with 100% renewable energy by 2025. Facebook has a target of net zero em emissions for its entire supply chain by 2030. Microsoft pledged to become carbon negative by 2030 and by 2050 to have removed all the carbon the company has ever emitted. And Apple, I think, has committed to become carbon neutral across its whole supply chain by 2030. I don't even know what I just said, um, but basically, according to Influence Map, I'm putting them accountable. I don't know. They mentioned that these gigantic companies that completely dominate the stock market are not really deploying the political capital at all. Basically, those are just a bunch of complex words that say that they're not really, you know, although a lot of them, they actually, you know, stand true with what they say, their efforts don't really bring any you know effective action especially with like big oil and gas companies who at the same time when you know by like 2030 2040 2025 or whatever they're trying to plan all of these actions and campaigns all of these oil and gas companies at the same time continue with climate lobbying so technically a lot of the people that, that have power um in this situation they're not doing their best so <laughs> wow shocker they're, they're not really prioritizing <laughs> these missions you know mm -hmm. i think some of them are but it's not bringing any immediate action just to say like there's no um like visually like there's no significant change that we can see like that can be recorded like at this time. i honestly wouldn't know but I guess according to what I've researched, there's not much, you know, there's not much improvement. Um, and I think that we could uh, probably talk more about why that is and how the mindset of like our corporate leaders kind of lead to that or influence that. Why do you guys think, you know, probably they're all aware of it. Why do, you, why do they not, you know, use their resources to the fullest, I guess? Yeah, like, I don't know why why guys <laughs> like if any like political person i just think that, know, like again it's always the economy um in my old my old class geography class mm -hmm. one of our teachers i won't say his name for confidentiality but he would always say when it comes to the government 
it's always economy over climate over environment mm-hmm. it's always that it's always like okay yeah that's that sucks a lot but at the same time we need that wood to make this we need that mine to sell it to this country and they also celebrate little wins a lot i went to the un when i was um in new york and they were like oh okay well talking about the un is like a completely different topic but they love to celebrate the little wins mm-hmm. and it's like the government will only push okay yeah we did this though we planted 20,000 trees isn't that cool but they don't talk about how they're cutting a hundred thousand other trees you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like they cover up what they actually do with like the one good thing that they did and it's always for the name of the economy it always is mm-hmm. that's yeah. interesting i never saw it that way but damn. yeah that's interesting yeah that, that is really interesting i don't i don't know i'm kind of conflicted like now that you said that because yeah like it's true that they can be like putting their resources into the economy which is which which i mean i guess it should be important right because like it's literally the economy like it's it's our it's the basis of our like human civilization and society like and whatever but you're right though like still you know there are so many i feel like there are so many resources at their disposal now that it's kind of difficult to argue that like oh we're putting everything into the economy like but the the resources are there you know um and even if you like separated some for like uh let's say like you separated like a billion dollars or something um for each section there's still a billion more like do you know how many people are uh what's that called just i don't i don't know i'm not really sure what i'm trying to say but the point is like no, no no i think i get what you're trying to say it's just like there's so many other things the government has to fix and therefore climate change is sometimes which is true like governments will probably put in a lot more money in like the military yeah rather than like in planning trees that's probably mm-hmm. like yeah you're you're 100% correct i have an interesting thought to like what you guys said i think this also relates to like political um public figures or like i don't know the government in particular um not only tech ceos but it could also be like short-term thinking. Like we vote and elect or whatever you want to call it to, to give these people like a position of power for a few years. And then like once the time runs out, they don't they won't have the rest of the world holding them accountable again for these pressing global issues. So mm-hmm. like while taking note, like I don't mean to generalize this for everybody. There, there are people who truly care, um, but it's just like the way I look at it. Some world leaders those who are in positions of power don't really view climate change as a long-term thing, but it is a long-term thing. And this habit of only like treating it as a reality when we are expected to do so, I'm sure this applies to us as well. You know, we have like positions in nonprofit organizations, for example, like, but it, you know, it just means that some people don't fully internalize the problem. Coming of per- like a person who is, you know, involved in politics because of my family, it's funny how I don't know if I should say this. it's funny how like most of the politicians that I encounter are not really selfless. Like you would think that someone who's about to run for like a city or something, they would like be interested in the city. Most of them are more personal interest. Think about it. There's like a piece of land, and the government had a choice to like make it like a recreational area 
where, you know, butterflies can go roaming and it's like a big park versus making skyscrapers like big business offices they would 110% go to the big business office because it also benefits them. They get money, yada, yada, yada. So like, I just think that in terms of like politics, it's so driven by personal interest rather than like community, what the community might want. That's why in Jakarta, we don't even have like actual good parks, you know? Oh yeah, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we have like clean technology and stuff. like. Uh, they're making energy from waste. I don't know how that's going, but I heard of it. And that's on the bright side. I don't know. <laughs> See, that's exactly, the, but I feel like that's what politicians do is like, okay, we did this stuff, but what about like this one thing that we did? Isn't this one thing really good? Even though it's like, it doesn't matter because ratio, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One good thing is going to stop all of these bad things that you're doing. And I feel like a lot of people might make the argument that, well, you know, um, the the choices that they're making are important. Like they should choose uh, the um, the people over like the climate or something. Like the people live on the earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> choosing choosing the climate is technically choosing the people. Yeah, and it, it's yeah, and we're not saying like don't um, don't invest into the economy or don't invest into like those big skyscrapers or um what Zara has like mentioned like um you know those like personal interests like I don't know whatever argument they have behind that true, true. Exactly. Have, have you guys like heard like the saying where I okay I forgot how if trees gave out wi-fi would you still keep apa illegally cutting them down too bad they only produce oxygen You know, yes, I have. That's like, that's I that quote literally blows my mind. I'm like, yes, we need to hear that. <laughs> that is wow. Oh, oh, wait, that quote. Wait, wait, wait. It's if yeah, trees cool. gave up Wi Fi signals, we would be planting so many trees and we'd probably, yeah, save the planet. yeah, true. yeah, yeah. But it's too bad they only produce like oxygen. the oxygen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like such a cheesy quote, but like it's kind of true. <laughs> like, don't let the everything in the Lorax happened because like you know we don't want us to end up selling air and like buying air yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> we can't let the Lorax happen no matter how like I don't know maybe want to see like daddy Lorax come but like <laughs> we can't <laughs> I've seen TikToks of those you know but no seriously oh, like, <laughs> well, there is I swear I've seen like thirst traps for the Lorax but No, but it's it's true though. We don't want um we don't want to be in a dystopian world where we have to buy fresh air, you know? Or like yeah. like you said though, like in what we've talked today like about, you know, mixing technology with um like the personal interests like Zara said, like the personal interests of these politicians and um these people uh with power to maximize their like profits or to maximize um you know things of that caliber i feel like world leaders like need to embrace right and shift their global their okay the global impacts of their technological innovations to focus on climate solving strategies right like instead of focusing too much on just their personal interests and the economy 
because again, guys, we are on this earth. <laughs> the, the environment is us, <laughs> you know. So it's easier said yeah. than done. But like technology is already taking over the world. We might as well just like use it instead of hinder it. So yeah, yeah. It's like especially in like po- you know in the political economy, right? Like, Good transition. <laughs> well it's not so good now that you mention it girl we have to be honest with the viewers here they know what you're doing (laughs) true 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 but yes that's right that's right that's uh transitioned into our last section which is the political economy which is arguably i think like one of the more difficult um topics to talk about because like okay political economy um, it's kind of like the study of uh, production and trade and, you know, how they relate with law, like the customs and the governments and like um, the distribution of like national income and wealth. And so these topics, I feel like in terms of climate change and the environment, like political economies play such a huge part because like we've already like discussed um most of the decisions regarding the climate, um, like most of the strategies or like the action taken by people in power usually revolves around the current situation of like the political economy. Like, for example, oh, like during that White House scene, right? Uh, what was that? You know, the one, you know, the one like the where Meryl Streep's character, the president was like deciding whether to basically do something about the comet based on like like the chance oh like the percentage like the probability yeah based on like based on the percentage that it's not gonna happen even though the percentage was so small like um i think what did they say like there was it was it was only like a 99.78 percent right no initially uh like initially, like I think it was Kaya, the professor or Kate, either one of them, they said it's hundred percent gonna happen. And like the pre- and like Meryl Streep's character, the president, said something like, Oh, don't say hundred percent, that's scary. And like after that, Kaya, they said, Well, it's exactly ninety-nine point seventy-eight percent. And like her son, uh, Jonah, played by Jonah Hill, he responded with like, Oh great, so it's not it's not hundred percent. To which Kate then replies um, something along the lines of, like, it isn't potentially going to happen because it is certainly going to happen. It's 99.78%. It's not 100%, but it is very, very close to 100%. And um, based on an article by Sinatra and Hofer, um, they explained that the reluctance to claim 100% certainty is a strength of science. Um, Even when the evidence points clearly in one direction, scientists keep exploring to learn more. Uh, But at the same time, they recognize overwhelming evidence and act on it. So usually, um, you know how like politicians take a quote-unquote let's wait and see attitude towards climate change. Mm. Or like in the video, the president says, let's sit tight and assess. Uh, Which, yeah, yeah, you know, pissed off Kate. (laughs) So like it suggests that they need more evidence before taking action and it's often considered a form of climate change denial so yeah oh for yeah. sure for sure they're denying hard they're like oh like 
okay, fine. So it's not 100% sure that we're going to die. It's only like 99.788888%, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, clearly, I really like, want to yeah. rely on like the small, I don't know, 0. 0.24, 22% yeah, like, to live. <laughs> If that's I not the I don't know what it is. Yeah, like, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't take those chances. And like they they base their decision of doing something and like taking change based on like that percentage right and based on being like oh like it's you know um if it's not so certain to affect us then we just won't do anything about it or if it's going to potentially harm i think like i feel like a part of it was like if it's going to potentially harm the way that we uh obviously the way that the world sits right now like the the way that um trade and the way that like national um rest right national rest like sits right now they're like let's just not do anything about it you know yeah true or 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 like we've mentioned like especially like on profit right like if it's if it's going to affect our profits then like let's just not true true yeah. it's like they have a mindset of profit over sanity or like i guess yeah. i already mentioned it before about economy over environment was it It's it's like the politicization of science. Yeah, <laughs> politicization of science. That sounds so Oh my god, that sounds so like what? Like politic politicization of science. Doesn't mean like they just don't take it as it is. They just want to I don't know, make it into like, this argument and that argument and make it have a side almost. Yeah, like manipulate the facts of science, right? Yeah, and like they use they use like the science to like benefit them. Like, you know how like like in the movie the president eventually decides to take on the mission just so yeah. that she can like conceal her scandal. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. After like the only reason that um like Arasa like the only reason the president took any active change. to um stop the com- cl- uh, the comet from hitting earth was because she was found out like by the people i think like during like their little rally like their little like protest um that she was lying to all of them <laughs> and it's it's just i don't know it's it's really odd because the president and you know all the all the people in power that were in the movie like the director of nasa or the bachelor uh, ceo like they didn't really have any background like in astronomy or they 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 basically didn't have any um like expertise you know to say whether or not this comet will absolutely destroy earth right or like to say whether or not this comet won't destroy earth um and yet they're the ones like in power in the conversation like they continue to deny the comet's threat right despite having like the privilege of being able to um take action like to mobilize any action needed to stop the comet yeah like the director of nasa in the film like not dr oldus or but like the actual director of nasa she denied the comet's threat even though like she has the power and privilege to you know actually help stop the comet just because she has no idea what it's about she has no background in, in astronomy she just donated some money to the president and of course like the other person um Peter Ishwell, the CEO of Bachelor in the movie, he the he also like donated 
a lot to the president and mm-hmm. he was actually allowed to be inside the mission control room like during the first mission and he canceled that mission yeah you know after discovering that the comet is mineable and can generate tons of revenue for his company and i guess you know it also kind of shows how some corporations or companies they have actually they have control over the government wow like you know in this era of like globalization um companies or corporations with i guess unlimited access to wealth have managed to like gain political power and therefore can change laws in order to benefit themselves like bash cellular in the movie um asserts power over the government's decisions through peter isherwell um mostly through his like you know fundings and like campaign thus it kind of like sways the government away from their original mission to stop the comment to like explode it yeah it wouldn't mm-hmm. i think also adding on to that i think it shows like the power of voting because i feel like one of the most prominent failures in the movie is like the voting public or the people who's you know the supported don't look up like i think we all know which administration the movie is based on like meryl streep kind of this yeah. <laughs> oh we <well>, yeah <laughs> it's kind of like with the with the cap and everything like <laughs> the self-centered He's, yeah doesn't she doesn't really give attention towards like any critical tasks or like agencies like i think in the movie she assigned like an anesthesiologist as the head of nasa um so like i think that just goes to show the of like brand or uh brand or political reputation like um i'm not sure if i think some one of you brought that brought this up but like many corporate leaders prioritize their image over like the awareness and education of a modern democracy like we don't vote for like enough people who truly care about climate change about human rights issues about covid-19 prevention and who are actually willing to say powerful words words that people need to hear to get out of their ignorance so it, it kind of just shows what world we could live in if we you know vote for the wrong people this movie yeah that's true i mean there's a lot of steps that i feel like we can take right to address especially like all the issues that we talk about um today um like for example the anxiety problem you know like having climate anxiety i mean um research shows that there are strategies that people can use to effectively cope with climate anxiety like being better informed or talking about the problem with others basic ie like venting your feelings out girl like just put them out on the plate you know um <laughs> and take the time to again like educate yourself right um i think we mentioned this in the igtv as well um but really take the time to learn about um climate change and learn about the environment even though it can seem uh, a little bit daunting or maybe a little bit boring sometimes but you know there are always yeah organizations out there like green scheme yeah guys wow promo yeah, well, <laughs> um but no like seriously like, there's like <laughs> there's um non-government organizations uh and non-profit organizations um such as like green scheme and um we green welfare uh that give give like that give out like these really researched uh informative posts on um climate change and so you know basically like resources are everywhere yeah 
the information is everywhere. It's just, you just have to take, take it upon yourself to like educate yourself and then have these conversations with your friends or your family face to face, you know, like communication is especially key. And, uh, in these times of crisis and like you, you kind of have to stop yourself from, you know, uh, following that ignorance is bliss lifestyle <laughs> and like head on, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Like don't turn well, a blind eye. Um, exactly. And I guess, you know, sur- surround yourself with the right people to. That's true. Sur- that's true. Pick your friends. Okay, wait, no, wait, I can't. Okay. That's, that sounds really mean, but like <laughs> pick the people you surround yourself with. Like I said, like really carefully you know, don't, don't have like red flag people on your, in your like close friends, like group, you know, or you can be, you can actually be the one to change, like how your friends, you know, act towards, you know, you can like, you know, motivate or yeah, like invite them to like join, like your act towards, you know, Mm, taking action towards climate change, you know, like it doesn't have to be big can be like buy metal straws with them you know like, like go shopping together yeah <laughs> or like cleaning up your neighborhood or like yeah like, you know yeah like, like things like that um youth activists like for example emma batty who you guys have like met on, on our like youth activism episode yeah like emma batty like greta thunberg you know like even like these people like they're not scientists right but like they care and they've taken like these strides to improve the climate crisis, like even though they're like super uh, young and, you know, um, maybe they don't have, have as much resources as uh, the people in like authority do, but they still take those steps like to tackle climate change. And so it's like, you know, if they can do it, then um, we can at least try. Um, and note, like though the movie may suggest other ways, like climate crisis is not really just the result of like one action you know um i mean it's also partly due to like power imbalances in the world right like misogyny poverty racism like environmental racism guys which is also on greenstein's page (laughs) you should check out (laughs) but yeah like environmental racism those things are like a thing they're a thing you know um and so it's just yeah it's just like all all these all these human activities right that we do it it contributes to climate change and the climate crisis like you see in the movie you know they only show like the u.s government having like the full power to like you know take down this comment while like there are lots of there are lots of like superpower countries like other superpower countries in the world like in real life you know you can't just really rely on like one specific group of people like for example in real life you in real life you cannot just rely on scientists or like activists or like you know environmentalists you can all you can also like take action yourself yeah like as important as the as uh, you guys mentioned these small steps like supporting climate activists no matter how young they are changing your lifestyle um, like what we've mentioned in the IGTV, like vote for the right people. I don't know if anyone listening to this is like able to vote or too young, but if you know people who are voting, like just, you know, educate them, learn about who you're voting for. And because like these power structures, they, you know, vote for people who actually care um, and who are actually willing to make direct changes instead of, you know, 
just for political image and stuff. Yeah. Or in other words, pencitraan. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Mima said earlier, think long term, guys. Like, for example, like, I mean, those movies that we see, you know, like, they don't, <laughs> they don't really like, Um, tell us how to solve a problem by like making sacrifice over like 30 to 40 years right yeah true true like if you like kind of think about it most uh, movie plots you see including don't look up you know they tell stories of like the protagonist attempting to stop the destruction of the world in such a short period of time and like you know they succeed like for example Yeah, basically the Avengers in like their like first movie, you know, they were able to stop Loki's alien army invasion by making on-the-spot solutions while the invasion was actually happening. While like you know, in Don't Look Up, the U.S. government made like two on-the-spot solutions to stop the comet from hitting Earth <laughs> while it was literally on its way to hit Earth. But like you know, for climate change, it's it's different because like. We cannot really see climate change coming because, like, you know, it's coming in, like, decades from now. And it's not an instant solvable mm-hmm. problem that you can, like, you know, do something now and it's going to stop. No, it's not It's not really about instantaneous. It takes a long-term commitment. And maybe, you know, it can take generations, probably. And, you know, I guess the actions that we take now The actions that we take now won't really make much of a difference unless if we keep on consistently doing it and if we involve like everyone, like, you know, our family, our friends to make sacrifices, you know, for the better of our planet. Yeah, uh, I feel like the comet is sort of a huge allegory, like Stella said in the IGTV about like how people only care when it gets worse, like what Karel said, is that like, Right now, we can't see how bad climate change is. And it's sad that the only way that people care is like if it's in front of their face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, the clock is ticking. Even though it's like uh, 10 years later, that 10 years in like a couple, of course, is going to only become one. And then that's when people are going to realize. So I, I just like how the movie like portrayed how oblivious. And again, like Stella said, how ignorant. You know, ignorance is bliss. How everyone just has that mindset about Yeah, you're right. And like that mindset like causes people to not want to do anything. But I mean, look, like we know it can be difficult to start. Like I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that we've all like started to do great things for climate change. Like I'm sure, um, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely uh, haven't like made so much significant change, you know? Um, and it's not like we're taking one side or the other, but, you know, climate change is scary and people can react in different ways. Um, and frustrating as those reactions may be, like people are entitled to their reactions nonetheless. Doesn't mean that it's necessarily right or wrong. Um, but it is the little things that count. Not, okay, not little things like Zara said, like, oh, like, look at this thing we did um, while literally ignoring all of this um, other things that we could be, all the other t- uh, issues of climate change. Um, but the little things as um, as people with practically like no power could do, you know? Um, and obviously like big things uh, pertaining to, uh, for example, big things like things pertaining to unsustainable industries count so much more, like obviously, but you know, as people with little to no authority, um, changing your habit, like even, Um, like considering to live a more sustainable lifestyle or maybe, uh, you know, reducing your waste counts for sure. 
yeah like you don't I mean it doesn't have to be expensive like living I don't know living a lifestyle that um, includes habits that help uh, like help you become more eco-friendly like it doesn't have to be expensive like you definitely don't need to go vegan like that's the thing people do they're like oh if you want to be like eco-friendly like you have to go vegan you don't you don't need to go vegan yeah just like I don't know like less waste right you know make the most of what you have uh like like we said like don't take your things for granted like for example um like just buy the amount of clothes that you need you know and just like constantly use those clothes stuff like that like those little changes like those little habits count for something at least um I think a lot of people like have heard this before and you know they they understand it they've heard it multiple times but I think like a barrier of why some people are hesitating is because like not everyone is gonna do it they're gonna be like oh if I should do it like why are they not doing it why do I have to do all of these extra steps and they can just benefit from having a quote-unquote careless lifestyle like who cares those people if you Mm. just procrastinate and think about like the people who get to benefit while you're you know actually making effort you know that you're not we're not going to get anywhere with that mindset so just take that Uh, we can't change everyone but start with yourself so it was that cheesy I don't know No, it was a little cheesy, but very well said. Very well said. I mean, we're, it's not like we're trying to conform everyone, yeah? We're not like trying to make a cult, but we're just saying like, <laughs> like, um, seriously, like just, I don't know. You know, if, if it makes you feel better about yourself or, um, you know, like to help our environment, like don't think about what others are doing. <laughs> I mean, think about what others are doing for sure, but don't let that like influence um, your your want to change in habits, you know. There's going to be like definitely definitely challenges and I guess, you know, you might feel ashamed, I guess, or maybe people might shame you, for example, for using uh, bamboo straws or tote bags or like, you know, Tupperwares when like everyone's like buying, I don't know, plastic plates and stuff. But, you know, it's okay, like, not everyone has to be supporting you. Not even your family has to support you. It's, it's the thing that matters is, well, it's just basically if you do it yourself and like, you know, you have like a vision for the good of our planet, then do it. Then, you know, do it and don't stop doing it, I guess. Just be consistent. <laughs> That's- mm-hmm. Damn. Very heartwarming. Very, very well said. But yeah, um, guys, anything more? Well, let me just say one more thing. Um, if you don't ever have the mindset, like, I'm just one person, what I do won't matter. Because it's like, in the long run, you reducing waste is going to truly help out. So just know that you are significant. I know that's so cheesy. But you matter in this world. And you might also inspire other people to go green and to recycle and everything. So Ooh, yeah, yeah very true lead by example also yeah save the turtles (laughs) 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 oh my god and the whales that's true and the planet guys save the planet um and hashtag climate change is real
But yeah, uh, that basically wraps up today's episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and thank you, Zara and Mima, for being here. Like, your input is honestly invaluable. Um, thank you, Green Scheme, for um, having us on your IGTV as well. But yeah, I hope you guys learned something from this episode, you know, learned a little bit about um, our political economy, you know, sociology, culture, and technology in terms of uh, the climate change denial that we face. Um, again, like, you know, hopefully uh, you feel that you're more comfortable to like take steps towards um, tackling your own like denial or your own like sense to tackle like climate change, the climate change crisis. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all that we have for today. Um, and again, thank you so much. Don't forget to leave us a voice message if you want, you know, if you have any thoughts. Um, also, don't forget to check out the IGTV that we did on either Light Up Your Nights page, Instagram page, or Green Scheme page, uh, whichever one you choose. But yeah, thank you everyone and Godspeed. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs> thank you. Guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Guys, you should say bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>